Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. My name is Sykes and this is my podcast. Before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out the last episode. If you're one of those people, I hope you enjoyed the conversation and thanks so much for coming back. But for those of you out there who are new to the show, welcome. Feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always, there's beer and soda or energy drinks in the fridge. Yeah, yeah. Cheers. Boom. <laughs> it's a Sunday afternoon. I'm uh, having a water. You're having an energy drink. I feel the last thing in the world that I need right now is an energy drink. Do you, do you drink a lot of those things? No, dude. I needed it today because it's a busy day today. But I thought, you know what? Bang is the way to go. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I remember one time I drank two of these. Biggest mistake of my life. Wow. I was driving back and I was like, I am about to pass out. This was a keep me up, not knock me out. Yeah. And I was like, biggest mistake of my life. But I love me some bang. All right. Yeah. Mm. I dude, I cannot I could do coffee. I drink yeah. already probably way too much coffee, but yeah. the energy drinks. Mm. Like I don't do a lot of soda or a lot of sugar in general. Yeah. So like if I drink one of those things, it's like Right. It it really it, it like it's way too much. But enough about me. Let's talk about you. There it is. We are sitting here today <laughs> with the one and only Fernando de la Cruz. Thank you for saying it right. <laughs> I'm happy that you're here. The internet's happy that you're here. Hi, guys. Let's talk about movies. What do you do? Yeah, dude. I'm from Fernando de la Cruz Films, and I shoot. I like short films, documentaries, music videos, promos. Ooh, the whole shebang. The camera stuff. I love it. Cool. Yeah. I could probably use some tips from you because I have cameras and I do not know what I am doing with them. Oh. But that's okay. We don't got to get into it right now. <laughs> it's just nice to sit down and chat with somebody that does this sort of stuff. Yeah, man. So let's start at the start. Yeah. You know, when did you decide to get into filmmaking? So uh, I actually, it was around like after college, like I went to school for graphic design and I went, I did the whole after college, you got to look for a job, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I went on interviews and whatnot and it was cool. But when you're in college, you can be creative. But when you go to the actual job, the jobs that I was applying for, I was sitting in, it felt like I was sitting in a cubicle and I was like, do I want to do this for the next five years? Am I going to be happy? And I sure. was like, no. So I spent that year trying to figure myself out. And then I remember when I was in, when I was in college, I was on IPTV, did the film stuff. And then I was like, dude, I totally love music and totally love music videos. So I was like, you know what? Videos are so cool. Why don't I just, just give it a show, give it a go. So I found Life Film School and one of the project was to shoot a music video. And I shot my first music video and I was like, whoa, I love this. And so I just started from there and here we are. That's super awesome. I think yeah. that there's, you know, something that's really scary, I think, about getting into the anything with the entertainment industry yeah. because it's so oversaturated yeah. and there's so many people that are trying to do stuff. Right. But I feel like you have one of the key things that most people that I meet, you have it and a lot of people don't have it. Oh, thanks. And it's just kindness. Like yeah. technical abilities are one thing, yeah. but you seem like somebody that's really nice and yeah. somebody that's happy to actually show up and put out a product. Yeah. Like I'm over the course of time, I've known so many people that have been, whether they're photographers or video people, videographers, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. There's so many names, man. <laughs> I just say filmmaker. Yeah. 
<laughs> that are technically good, but they yeah. just don't show up. They don't take it seriously or they're late yeah. or they're very just like, right. uh, you know, you just seem like somebody that actually gives a shit about what you're doing. <laughs> so I'm curious, even pre getting into filmmaking, like what are the origins of you and just giving a shit? Well, I was brought up just to like treat others as the way you be treated. And, you know, now you mentioned that I know a lot of people that are in it and not all of them, the people that I know, they're freaking chill, man. Shout out to Tom Flynn. I love you. Um, so, but I know that a lot of people who are in business wise and anything, they're just, all right, sir, this is what we are going to do. And they're so uptight. And it's like, dude, loosen up, like tell a joke, like you're intimidating to people my bad you're intimidating to people yeah like if you intimidate them they're not going to want to work with you again give them let them know that you're you, you look at them more than just a client you look at them as a person 100 you know? and if you look at them as a person and have just have fun because when you have fun it shows you give more passion to it because it's not it's more than just a job it's just something you love to do you enjoy it so when you share love with the person and share love with the video, it shows in the product. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then the clients feel more happy. Like when they want to have fun, they make mistakes. Like some people that are like, when they make a mistake, they're like, oh, shoot, I made a mistake. Then some of the people that are like shooting, dude, now you messed up the whole thing. They get too overboard over it. So just be chill. Like, oh, dude, it's all good, man. Dude, I mess up all the freaking time. So just be chill, you know, because at the end of the day, if you were in their shoes, would you want to be treated like that? No. Exactly. So you got to look at that point of view too. Like, how would you want to feel if you were in their shoes? And so that's how I do it. And like yesterday I was shooting a short film, man. And I was like, I, I even admitted to them like, dude, ooh, this is going to be a bumpy ride. And we made mistakes. And one of the actors named Charlie Gray, he kept messing up. I was like, dude, 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 don't, don't, dude. I'm nervous too. He's like, whoa, you're nervous. You're the camera guy, dude. I'm nervous too, but you know what? You just got to give it all you have. And you know what? You're only human. You're going to make mistakes. And then me saying that it made him feel more comfortable. And he did it again and again. And it took us how long, but he finally got it. And he was like, wow, that's me. I'm like, yeah, see, like we're all going to make mistakes. And I'm not going to say I'm perfect. I'm still learning. This is my second year in. I'm still learning. Mm, but okay. you know what? I don't let the years in define what I do. Yeah, no. You know what I'm saying? So just because you're in it, a couple of years doesn't mean like you're not good. Doesn't mean you should doubt doubt yourself. No, dude, I know, man, I, I, I don't want to put this on you. You seem like somebody that's kind and maybe doesn't swear a whole lot. Yeah. I have a foul mouth. So I'm just, if I swear too much, I apologize. No, I always feel bad. I'm trying to be more empathetic towards people that come on the show sometimes <laughs> because I'm like over here MFing it up and I'm like, maybe that's not the right way for me to talk around people but with that being said i know some motherfuckers that <laughs> have been you know doing stuff maybe you know film filmmaking for yeah. 10 years and they've done like two things right like the length of time that you've been doing something means nothing in terms of just like are you immersing yourself in this every day right. are you really putting all that you can into this right. if you know even if you've only been doing it for two years you can have a portfolio that greatly exceeds somebody else it's just about the amount of work you're putting in in the moment like right. what you've done in the past really doesn't matter it's like what am i doing today what do i got planned for tomorrow right like don't don't dwell on 
the past. Exactly. But the yeah. other thing that I think it's really cool, what you were talking about in regards to just working with people and being empathetic and understanding where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. I think that that's a really cool position to be in because whenever you're starting out, you're working with a lot of other people that are mm-hmm. also starting out right. and, you know, letting them know that it's okay to have questions. And it's okay to not be perfect. I feel like everybody's always trying to be yeah. perfect all the time. Mm-hmm. And I find that that's what ends up making people worse at what they do. You know, there's yeah. like this, uh, this fear, this irrational sort of thing in us that, oh, well, I don't know if I'm going to be good enough. So instead of just trying and sucking at it, I'm just not going to do it. Right. You know, it's that fear. Like a lot of people think like that'd be perfect in every single thing. But dude, you're not going to. Did a, did a baby learn how to walk on a spot? Nah, it took him how long then or he or she how long then they learn how to walk. You know, <laughs> yeah. that's how it is with everything. It's going to take you a minute. You're going to make mistakes. Admit it. You don't have to. People will say fake it till you make it, which is true. But to a point, believe in yourself, believe and you'll achieve. Put that in your mind. And so, like, if you believe in yourself enough, you're going to do it. If you make a mistake, oh, well, you know, we all do. You learn from it. At first, you don't succeed to uh, get back up and try again. TLC, I think that is. Sure. There yeah, we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So two years in, yeah, two years in, I want to pull up your little Facebook page here so everybody can see it. Where did it go? There it is. It popped up. Okay, cool. Yeah. So you've been doing this for two years. You already have like a pretty decent portfolio. You're really good at what you're doing. Everything looks really good and all yeah. this stuff. So like, is this something that you're really just like in it every day? Like this is like your life, like your blood. I right want now? it to be my life, but yeah, I'm trying as hard as I can. I still have a day job. Uh, I, I wanted to do it every single day, but then... Like last year, it was crazy. But then I realized that like, like even right now, it's starting to go nonstop, which I'm happy. I'm like, oh, yes, I love it. But then after a while, you need to learn to just slow down because after a while, you're human. You're going to run out of gas. Mm-hmm. So you need to take your time. But like I'm loving like what's going on right now. And I want to keep achieving. Like right now, I'm getting into short films and documentaries because the end, like, as you know, is like I work with a lot of musicians and I'm starting to get into documentaries. The end goal is to make, uh, I guess you could call a biofilm for an artist, such as like Bohemian Rhapsody, as an example, mm, yeah. or All Eyes on Me, Tupac, yeah. Notorious for B.I.G., something like that. I want to really get into that. That's my end goal. Is there right anybody there. who you can think of whose story you NF, would want to tell? NF. That's what I'm right there. I oh. love NF so much. Um, NF or uh, any underground artist. Like if people want to go mainstream, like there's a lot of people out there in the underground that don't they want to be heard and I would love to find a great underground artist to have potential to be an art. Yeah. Great, great. And do a, tell their backstory. Cause if you notice like that right there is what exposes people. Like if, for example, like people didn't really pay attention to uh, queen like in this generation until Bohemian Rhapsody city came out. Yeah. You know what it, I'm saying? No one really, who's that? And now all of a sudden so much going on. Like everyone <laughs> wants to listen to like, Oh my God, who's that? Or um, no one really uh, pay attention to. I'm I'm what what movie I want to see is for uh, Ozzy Osbourne. Oh okay. I would love to see a movie for that. Yeah yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of myth and legend around his story. That'd be yeah. cool to. I did not know he was that bad. I saw one of his um, uh, interviews. The dude was like, oof. 
I just got recently got into them because I didn't know he existed until like one of his newer albums came out. Yeah. That's another example. And like I saw one of his past interviews and I was like, geez, it's the stories are true about you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Quite a guy. I mean, you know, I, you know, I, you know, may, may, may he, may he live as long as possible, but I'm sure that we won't get a biopic until after he has passed, unfortunately. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. You know, it's just how it is. Yeah. What was your experience finding underground music? Because you have a passion for underground music. You make that very apparent. Um, but everybody well, always has a pretty interesting story about how they that's, came that's, across it. That's an interesting question. I never got asked that before. Um, so it, it started when I was in high school and I wanted to understand something different in music because I, I was an outcast. Like I, I didn't have that many friends and I was like, you want to find that one music where you can relate with. And I found people would be like, what's going on with you? But I found out that ICP existed and they were underground. Mm. And I was like, I go to my respect because they got no respect because if you heard their music, it's obvious why they got no respect and they, they barely get any publicity on the radio. It's on TV and they were able to make become multi-billionaires yeah. on their own. And that right there, I got into the underground scene that when I was like, this is kind of weird, but like kind of weird music, but I respect them because they showed the world that you don't have to go the traditional route just to get your point and your name out there. Yeah. And so after that, I started to get into uh, Hobson, Tech Nine, and all these other uh, Swizz, all, if he's still doing music, uh, all these other artists in the underground. And I was like, then after that, I've been stuck with the underground. And plus, main, and plus they are more original, whereas mainstream is like, the mainstream music, especially when it comes to hip hop, is to me, it's like, I don't even know what to call it anymore. It went from mumble rap, and now it's like, it's I, always evolving. You yeah, know? exactly. It, it's it's always evolving. I'm There's, not hating it, but it's just like, I miss the story. Yeah, I feel you. I just, it's it's like it's not for me. It's like yeah. I, I me complaining about hip hop now. Yeah, is the same as like me complaining about the new Ninja Turtles cartoon. <laughs> You what know is the new I mean? Ninja Turtles cartoon? Yeah, they they keep on make they've been making it forever. Nickelodeon bought Ninja Turtles and they've been like Yeah, yeah, putting yeah. Putting out new series like over the past decade. Right. I haven't watched any of it. I've heard it's good. Yeah. But if I were to watch it and complain about it, it would be the same thing as like, oh, you know, it's not the same as the eighties cartoon or hip hop's not the same as it was back yeah, in the eighties yeah, yeah. or the night, whatever. It's just like yeah. it's not for you. You know right. what I mean? Like right. uh who's who's somebody like Ty Dolla Sign? Is not making no. music. I am not the target demographic right. for you know him or a Twenty One yeah. Savage or a Post Malone or like Post Malone. any of these guys. Like yeah, I mean I have respect for all of them, but yeah. I'm just it's not my thing. So right. I try to like. There's no reason for me to like comment on it, right? Other than just like hey, if you like it, cool. Like I'm just happy that there are people that are able to listen to any music regardless of what it is and like absorb some positivity from it that they can carry into their life. You right. know, like that's cool to me. Like if right. you rock with something, whatever it is, if it's ICP or whatever, I don't care. Cool. If it makes <laughs> you feel good, great. Everybody deserves to have that feeling. <laughs> yeah. In terms of filmmaking now, since you were in this for a couple of years, has this changed the way that you think about film or yeah. music videos is it a little bit harder for you to watch things now so that's funny like i remember when i was in uh it was called back to the drawing board they're the ones that basically taught me how to shoot with a camera and 
I was with the group and I was like, why the heck are they always commenting on videos? This is I can't even watch darn thing because they keep, dude, uh, look at the lighting there. Look at the <laughs> just let you know that force was in the in the studio. I'm like, whoa, no way! But can I still watch it? You know, yeah. they say all this stuff. <laughs> like, can you shut up? I just yeah, want to exactly. watch it. Yeah, yeah, totally. And then now. Down the road, now I'm doing the exact same thing. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I totally get it now. Uh-huh. Like, it's so crazy. Now it's like every time I see something, I'm like, dude, that could have been shot so much better. It was always this guy was an amateur or that lighting sucks or who the heck wrote this? Come on. And now, yeah, it, it changed everything on how I see it. How Now I notice like what's real, what's CGI. Like CGI is overdone these days or like that. The one thing that scared me is the whole replacement face thing. That stuff freaks me out. Yeah. I don't like that at all. Yeah, like the new Star Wars when they brought like uh, Princess Leia and made yeah. her younger. I saw it. I was like, ooh. Yeah, no, I I am so not okay yeah, exactly. <laughs> with that stuff. It really, it really freaks me out. Yeah. They keep coming with these new technologies these days. But I'm wondering what's going to happen in the films now that, that COVID is happening. Like, they're starting to slowly go back up in opening theater well i don't know about opening theaters but I know yeah, some theaters are starting to open up yeah um and it's gonna be a slow thing but it'll come back yeah for sure yeah it's high old enough for COVID 19 it's fine um you know it sucks not being able to play shows because that's kind of like my lifeblood you know i yeah. have the podcast which is cool yeah and uh, I, I still get to hang out with people doing this, just like kind of it's very low key and chill. And I'm still connected with everybody on online and things like that. But yeah. not being able to play shows really sucks, especially when, yeah. you know, I'm about to release two different albums with two projects. Oh, nice. Uh, so that's been like kind of a it's like, what do we do? You know, right. like. So you sing or rap? I well, I with Sykes and the New Violence, I, I do rap. And yeah. yell. I make all the beats. I do all that stuff, and then I play in a band called Gray Walker, where that's all yelling. It's just heavy metal, and then yes. I have a new project called Some Faith. It's like, uh, it's like uh, dark wave synth pop stuff, mm -hmm. and I'm doing all the music, and I have a friend right. that's singing for that. After you, can you scream? Actually, can you actually like scream? Scream? Yeah. That's I give props to you because learning how to scream. I tried, man. Every time it messes <laughs> up the vocals, like I can sing. But when it comes to streaming, it's like I try things like no, it's like it's like it, a, it, it's a it's interesting. It's a it's a different. I mean, there's definitely a right way and a wrong way to do it. Mm -hmm. um, there's techniques that you can learn. It's just it's a different. I think the thing that most people mess up when they're trying to start screaming is yeah. that they're pushing themselves a lot harder than they actually have to. Ah. Uh. And I think that maybe that happens with singing in a lot of cases too. Yeah, a lot of them sing through the throat. Or yeah, the it's like, when you yeah. sing through the diaphragm, that's what messes you up. Like a few examples that sing through the throat is uh, uh, Demi Lovato sings wrong and she keeps singing and she got, got how many surgeries done? Even Christina Galera, she's known, no one believes this, but she's known for singing wrong the violent way. But she can sing, she's phenomenal, but she's not singing the right way. But, you know, only one of Mariah Carey, she blows my mind. But, to but me, yeah, it's like one of those things where, um, uh, like, like loud, it doesn't mean that you have to push harder. Like you can right. project louder right. actually by like relaxing and letting, I'm not a, a, a doctor. I don't know what any yeah, of these yeah, parts yeah. are. I don't know. I, you know I'm not yeah. like classically trained in any sort of way. It's just over time I've like started to learn that actually 
it's been easier for me the less that I do, the less I try to really dig in and push myself, I can actually do a lot more. Gotcha. That's sick, man. Lucky you. Or like um, Corey Taylor. I love Corey Taylor. Yeah, great vocalist. Or uh, Jonathan David. Jonathan Davis is really unique, especially when he sings. Yeah. Has a very unique style. Yeah, that's that's always been, you know, one of the things that I think is great about, I mean, both of them as front men is that they have like very distinct personalities right. that have like carried throughout decades. Right. You know, like Korn's been a band since the 90s. Like yeah. That, that's, that first Korn album is almost 30 years old. Right. And that's crazy yeah, to exactly. think about, <laughs> you know, like that's fucking wild. Yeah. But yeah, that the, they, they've held on and, you know, there's not really many other people that sound like them. And if right. they, they, they try, it's just like, oh, you just sound like Jonathan Davis. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. Even Corey Taylor, like he's getting into hip hop, actually. Yeah. It's so crazy. Like he's going on his own. He's still with the band. He's going on his own, doing all these different projects. It's like this dude is phenomenal. Jonathan Davis did a solo album, but it was okay. It was like, like Corn Light. Yeah. 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 His newest album was pretty good. I loved his newest album. It was sad though because it was dedicated to his uh, his wife. Mm -hmm. like, arrest yeah. So, but yeah, man, I love I love rock, man. I love rock, hip hop, art, everything. I, I guess you can say I'm well rounded when it comes to music. You know, you gotta learn to respect all music. I feel like it's impossible not to be nowadays because, like, as every genre yeah. progresses, yeah. it's like absorbing things from other genres. Exactly, like country, like even country's like starting to get more popish sounding. Yeah. Like I have like Kane Brown's coming and um uh where what's that band called? Stan Stan and, and Dan or I have no they, idea. They, they, they sang um Ten Thousand Hours with Justin Bieber. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <Or> Speechless. <laughs> it's way over my Dan head. Dan and Shay. Dan and Shay, that's her name. I have no idea who you're talking wow. about. Wow. They actually I, I believe Dan and Shay are actually from Pittsburgh. Okay. If I'm wrong, guys, just tell me. You can tell me all the comments, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure I, someone dude, told me that. I have no idea who you're talking about. Wow. Yeah. If you if you played a song, I bet you would know them. Maybe. Oh, speechless. Wow. Maybe I've heard it. Maybe yeah. I've heard it. You know, I I'm not somebody who like intentionally avoids pop music. I like a lot of pop music, but if I don't hear something, I don't hear it. Right. So uh, that's pretty much it. And I think now with maybe that's one thing with COVID, I'm not like out all the time. So I'm yeah. not like in restaurants or at bars listening to music that I didn't put on. Right. I'm here all the time. So I'm just listening to the same fucking five uh, metal records five, over five. and over again. Yeah, gotcha. I'm not like yeah, yeah, getting yeah. new music that way. And, you know, if I'm at work or something like that, I'm just listening to podcasts. I guess there's yeah. no like exposure Right. to music in the way that I used to have. That's it. Right. I literally just didn't think about that until just now. So yeah, I have no idea what, what pop music sounds like now, I guess because of yeah. COVID. I have no idea. Even like NGK, he's dropping like a pop rock, a pop rock album. He dropped a new song a couple of days ago. It looks exactly like how punk rock used to be in the nineties. Okay. I was like, That's fun. It is cool. It is so cool. Cause I, I, I never, I didn't have respect for MGK until he started getting to rock. Cause to me, he's, He's a good rapper, but he's more, to me, he's more of a rock type of artist. Yeah. I, I, I think that I would appreciate MGK kind of leaning into like just being a corny white dude because like he kind of is, but not in a bad way. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, that's yeah. just who he is. Right. And like, you know, I don't really get this whole kind of like tough hip hop persona from MGK. Right. I get more of just kind of like I'm kind of I, I picture him just like I like having fun. Yeah. I'm going to tour with Fallout Boy. This is me. Like, yeah. cool, do you be yeah. that guy? 
Right. Don't be the like try to get in a hip hop battle with Eminem guy. You're yeah, not that guy. That's when I lost respect from. But I mean, he, he can yeah. hold his own. He yeah, can write yeah, a fun yeah. song and yeah. had some fun little digs. Yeah. I got no problem with MGK. Yeah. yeah. But I do appreciate. I think that it's cool to see or cool to hear that he's taken that route. I think that'll be much better. I feel like a lot of his fan base was probably already in that world already anyways. Right. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. people that like that kind of music, but also kind of liked some rap. Yeah. They probably liked MGK. So yeah. it's cool to like cater to that. Right. So can you freestyle actually? You know, I'm not much of a freestyler yeah. to be honest with you. Um, in terms of writing, it's a lot more like, mm introspective and storytelling i'm not kind of like a braggadocious mc i never was so it's a little bit harder for me to like do that right um in times when i have freestyled it just like goes into like the worst levels of debauchery it's just you know talking about like farts and shit (laughs) because like you know my brain just is i don't have that like swagger to like be like you know i'm cool and like or like do like a battle and like diss somebody because i'm too kind like right so it's always just like it's not my thing right i'm a lot more of like a a songwriter i think than a rapper but i tell my stories through a hip-hop perspective i was just curious because you you're in hip-hop i was wondering if you can freestyle too yeah no you know i was like again i was never just super it was it's just a skill set that i was never super interested in right because like when i'm writing i'm it's like i'm thinking a lot about like the structure of the songs and what Mm. the story i'm trying to tell is right so it's always way more thought out like it usually takes me a a long time to write something because i put a lot into right. it it's not just like oh let me write a quick 16 right. you know i've never been that guy right so and i think that's why it's kind of hard for me to connect with a lot of hip-hop because mm. like i understand in the much the same way that maybe you might look at something that's lit funny and be like i don't know why they would use that lighting there you know like right, i can right, hear right. somebody spit a verse and it's like people will brag about just being able to drop 16 real quick and it's like well you're not talking about anything i guess this is cool and a lot of people that are listening to it may not give a shit that you're not talking about anything so it's kind of like the mood a lot of people use music as a wallpaper you know it's not like they're they're trying to they don't want no fucking feelings or story to come out of this you know it's more it's like it's on it's fun i like it i like music like that too yeah but for me it's i approach it differently so i just never even bothered to really get into freestyling or even trying to like hone that skill because it like uses a different part of your brain because i know some dudes that can like freestyle their asses off like really really good yeah really good and they can't write a song for shit i think that's the issue right there too (laughs) like a lot of people the only the one person i do give bad respect to god rest his soul juice world i didn't know like i saw one of his interviews the dude was rapping for like two hours non-stop and they made sense instead of like going all over the place like some freestylers do and he was able to go into a studio and a lot of the songs that he made were freestyles he made hits over and over in four minutes at the at the at like 19 18 19 at a very young age that is rare the last one i was able to do that was like tupac or notorious big there's always anomalies in terms of any anything like those people that are just so good at doing everything and like that's what makes the greats great right you know Mm -hmm. in terms of you as a outside of filmmaking do you have any other hobbies do you find yourself to be much of a musician sorry so yeah um i used to do hip-hop back when i was young 
and that's what got me into music uh music videos because like i used to perform back way back when i was in high school not that long ago i guess you can say um i went to talent shows and i did hip-hop and i always got second place <laughs> yeah but if, to me it was a college because not people can get even second place mm -hmm. and then like uh what really got me into it was my mom like my mom like she used to sing uh all these songs got into the studio. I remember when I was a kid. I remember when she dropped her first CD. She, I was like telling everybody because I thought she was a, a, a celebrity. My mom just dropped her first CD. She'll okay, so your mom so, did music. Yeah, and that's what got me into it. And that's like, awesome. I saw her and like I started to like write music by myself and then learn and then it just got stuck. But back then I was more into hip hop. But then as time went on, I got more into video. I started to learn, get into more pop, R&B or singing and now like i developed a a higher range because people think because my voice is deep it's like you're a bass nah man i'm a tenor like i love those i, I have no disrespect for people that can hit those low voices because those low voices are mm, you know they can get really uh really they can give you that emotional feel but when it comes to those high notes it's freaking crazy how people can go so high like ariana grande yeah you know what i'm saying so yeah i love uh I love uh, how people, I give mad respect for people who can, who actually give effort into singing instead of relying on auto-tune, which I don't, I'm not against auto-tune, but use it as a tool or to make a certain emotion in the song, yeah. not like all the way, which is a lot of even hip-hop songs, relying on auto-tune is like, oh, you understand what you're freaking saying, you know, so. Yeah, I, I've, I've said this before, yeah. I think that, uh. I think it was actually a couple of weeks ago when I had uh, Inez on the show. We were talking about mumble rap. And I was like, <laughs> I had this conclusion that I think somebody was just kind of like in the studio, like getting ready to record something. And they were just like testing some stuff out. Yeah. And like, okay, like we just want to see it as like, can you just check the mic real quick, see if this thing's working? And somebody was like, all right, cool. And they were just like, some, 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 and then like that, whoever was engineering was like, yo, that actually sounds kind of hot. And the person in the booth was like, what? Really? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, let's just roll with this. And it was like an accident. Just mumbling through auto tune was an accident. And somebody just rolled with it. And then. It created started. a whole wow that's wild you know and it's like like uh like you remember crisscross yeah the, yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. like you know like one day they decided they were gonna you know wear their shirts and their jeans backwards, backwards. and then yeah. everybody else saw it and started doing it right. so it's like you know one dumb little thing you know like <laughs> one kid comes to school wearing like you know mix matched uh converse shoes colors and then the next thing you know oh. everybody's fucking doing it so that's what did that okay <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like these weird little things like somebody does it and i feel like with enough swagger and confidence you can make any ridiculous idea successful yeah like how nelly did the whole band-aid thing sure. on his face and then that started people doing the band-aid thing yeah oh my gosh yeah man. fashion's a really interesting thing and yeah. fashion can definitely transcend over into music or even in film like you yeah. know what i mean like uh with film you know Oh, they're using a lot of CG for stuff now. So I guess we'll use a lot of CG for stuff now or they're color grading things like this. So we'll color grade things like this. And all of a sudden everything looks like a depressing movie. Right. Exactly. Even if it's like, you know, a happy TV show about cookies, <laughs> you know, it's like all color graded, super weird and drab. And, <laughs> but like, I don't know. It's like 
people and it's like interesting that like that's what looks good like i just got this sony zv1 over here and it has all these like high definition like presets in it that just blow the contrast out on everything and it's like is this like it's like did instagram ruin what everybody thinks like (laughs) a good picture is supposed to look like yeah 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 yeah, the best way to shoot with video is to shoot as flat as possible. That way you can take it in post-production, color grade it, and then that's what gives you that cinematic coloring. Yeah. It's all about color color grading and lighting. That's what makes those cinematic <laughs> type of uh, color grading. But now everyone's trying to do the whole CW thing, like Riverdale or The Flash, The Arrow, mm. that type of color grading. Now all TV shows are like that. You know, I love Riverdale. I just yeah, Riverdale's that. great. Yeah, I just got into that too. I didn't know it was that good until holy crap i was stuck yeah 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 Yeah, i i was not (laughs) aware at all i didn't expect it to be like as dark as it is yeah and uh yeah my girlfriend was watching it and uh next thing you know i'm like i'm in there i'm in it i'm ready to go yeah i'm excited for the fifth season that's coming out or like the new uh lucifer came out okay i haven't watched that yeah pretty good oh my gosh I say I am Lucifer. I'm like, every time he does that, I'm like, I did not expect that. Like, oh my gosh, the dude who plays Lucifer, he puts his all into it. It's like, it's so crazy. I love Lucifer so much. Or um, what else is out there these days? Or Stranger Things, that's pretty good. Yeah, I like Stranger Things. Yeah. So there's a lot of good stuff out there. Netflix is killing it, especially during COVID-19. So, <laughs> yeah. With... You as a filmmaker, kind of going back to the conversation we were having a little bit earlier in terms of like, you know, empathizing with the people that you're working with, with clients and being transparent and communication, you know, what in your limited experience now, so it's been a couple of years, but I'm sure you've done a good handful of projects. Yeah. What is something that you've seen like working with bands in particular, mm-hmm. you know, that is maybe like changed your mind if at all about the way like bands operate because i feel like a lot of bands don't have like the most professional demeanor right right and it's Uh, like interesting like trying to like how do you help a band be more professional right without being like a dad because it's like not you know your fucking job to tell a band (laughs) how they should operate but at the same time it's like a pain in the ass because like you know a band could be really good or like you might, you know, want to work. You might want to do a video with them, but sometimes people can be hard to work with. You know, how have you navigated some of those situations? The thing is, like, uh, I notice like a lot of people, they allow they try to make only the filmmaker do all the work. But what I like to do is like I like to ask the questions to the artist and let it's not just me doing it. It's us doing it. So I'm like, yo, dude, let's do it. This, but what do you think? Then they're like, oh. Well, this is what I think. And so it starts to look more genuine and shows their personality more because sure. they put their effort into it. They told me what they want instead of me just giving my thought process. I ask them questions and then we work together instead of me just directing, which directing is cool. But what I like to do is let the person I'm working with direct too so that they can feel like they know what they're getting instead of wondering what is it going to look like from looking at your portfolio. They're wondering, like, is it going to look like that? So when they work with you, they know what's going to look like because they put their process into it as well. And also what I learned from musicians, like the image that they put in front of the camera and the image of them in actual person, totally two different people. <laughs> yeah, it's usually. Like, it's totally chill. Like they, they might seem hard on camera or behind the camera or on camera. They seem like hardcore when they're, when they're, when they're all, said and, all said and done. They're really the kindest people. 
so freaking smart. Some of them are crazy. Um, but like, you know, it's so funny chill. on the flip, you know, sometimes there's some of the, the meanest people that I've met have made like the prettiest sounding nice music, like these like yeah. little indie pop bands that sound like, you know, like these sweethearts. And then they're like the most Intense. unbelievably terrible people to be around. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I've noticed that too. Like, um, I noticed like this one dude, he's another underground artist. His name is, I don't know him, but I know of him. Uh, his name is Joker and his voice is like, blah, 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 blah. but when you actually hear him, no, no, his voice is really light. And then when you hear him rap, it's like, rah, 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 rah. <laughs> but then when you hear him, it's like, uh, it's like, holy crap. You sound like an angel. But how come you sound so regressive when you rap? Totally different things. It's like, I don't know. It's just how it is these days. You know, one artist I like that some people might not even like him. Adam Levine, I believe his name from Maroon 5. Yeah. I love that dude so much. I love his voice. His high voice is so freaking crazy. Oh, my gosh. One person I do also like still, even though he's dead, uh, Michael Jackson. I love that dude so much. And I, I try not to think about the whole new documentary that came out. I think it was last year. Uh, yeah. Leaving. Neverland. I think that finding or leaving. Yeah, I, leaving I, Neverland. I, yeah, I'm not too sure. I didn't watch it. Uh, yeah, a lot of people are claiming he did what he did, but it's just like, I can't really believe that he did that. If he did, okay. But you know what? I don't know. You know, it's hard to say because he's gone. You know what I'm saying? So I understand they want to give the people of what happened, they want to give them like an answer. Yeah. But like, it's already gone, you know, so I find it really hard for me to like, I'm not, I don't like knowing about like artists, personal lives mm. because like, it's just, it's, it's just not something that interests me. Like I, and I feel like right. sometimes, I mean, I can't, communicate this with the michael jackson situation because who the hell knows happened with that but just in general yeah right sometimes i think people expect too much of artists like they uh, why does every single artist have to be this great person it's like most people get into making music and doing art because they're already fucked up in one way or another that's true you know and they they're going through something you know what i mean a lot of times these artists you know that maybe get called out for being shitty in one way or another like they're writing songs about being shitty Right. And like, and you connect with them because you're kind of shitty too. And like, you have these things and everybody's trying to work through it. Right. And then, you know, they get put on blast for whatever it may be. And it's like, why mm. do you expect these people to like, you know, you, you can't hold them on such like a, a high pedestal because they're just people. Right. And I, I'm just not really into that like whole concept of like looking up to people or having heroes or expecting like right. that of like artists, you no know, no one's perfect. We're yeah, not all it's... like, we're all human. You know, everyone makes mistakes. Some of them make, do I agree with the mistakes they do? No, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. It's like, it's just like, you just really shouldn't be surprised. You know right. what I mean? Like if you're listening to some pop punk band yeah. and the singers whining about, you know, how he can't make relationships work out and how girls are shitty and how, you know, he's a shitty person. And then it turns out that he was actually shitty to people. You can't be surprised. Yeah. He's been whining about it for years. Right. Exactly. Like I was talking about like, uh, recently I did a post on Facebook. I just did a freaking post saying, uh, Michelle Obama's podcast is phenomenal. Whoever should, whoever, everyone should listen to it. Cause it's very motivational. All of a sudden I just thought it was an innocent post. All of a sudden, how, 
if I wanted to listen to, I don't, no thank you, I don't want to listen to her because if, if I want to listen to Goss, I would listen to Cardi B. I'm like, Ashley, her podcast is really motivational. Like, you should give it a try. She's like, no, you support a criminal, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then another person was like, oh, blah, 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 this. Well, our current president is, is making mistakes. Every president makes mistakes, you know? Sure. And then they were all arguing. They were arguing over one little, one little pose. And I was like, geez, like, if she made a mistake, he made a mistake. We all make mistakes. Like, God, like, it just was. I put the thing on private. I was like, okay, I'm just, I'm just going to block this. Yeah, it, it's really easy for almost anything to be politicized these days. Yeah. And a lot of people are really just like, they're like ready to go on anything that they see, espe right. especially on social media. Mm -hmm. And it's like such, it like is scary yeah. how like, you know, if I see something that I don't like on Facebook, I just kind of keep scrolling. Exactly. And if I see yeah. like somebody posting a lot of things that I don't like or agree with, if I notice it, yeah. I just unfollow them. I'm like, you know, yeah, you don't have to listen to anyone. I everybody that has, you know, a Facebook account or an Instagram account, you have control over how miserable you want to be. Mm -hmm. You have control over what you want to see on there. Right. You pick your friends. Right. You know, so you're just making it worse on yourself if you're going to want to put yourself in this environment where like, oh, like I'm 100% right and I have to tell you why you're wrong all the time. It's just like, calm down. Like, why, how are you, like, why do we even have the time to do this? It's because like, um, you, they can hide themselves so they feel like they can hide their face. No one's going to know who they are anyway so they can just say what they want online. Sure, sure. Online is really, to me, online is ruined like a lot of communication or stuff like that. You know, even like bullying like has changed. Like it's ridiculous how the world has changed thanks to the media. The, the media itself is beautiful. It has its positives but it has its negatives too which is that's a good example. Of mm -hmm. I, I, it's like, it's unavoidable but I wish that it was easier for people to like know how to navigate it or just to not right. give a shit about it. Right. Yeah. You know, but it's, I mean, I understand that that's a big ask. It's just right. a lot of people take what they see or what they put out there very personally. Exactly. So right. it's just like, I don't know, you know, I'm in my mid thirties at this point and <laughs> I just do not give a shit what anybody has to say about me on the internet or right. even in person. Like I am who I am, mm -hmm. but also, you know, I'm very aware too that, you know, if I have a thought that may be a little controversial or something, like I don't put it out there because I'm not like a shit stirrer. Right. You know, I'm just like somebody that, you know, I may feel a certain way about some things, but I'm not just going to put it out to like make people angry or intentionally, you know, piss people off. A few, a couple months ago, I did a video uh, about like, I think that we should all be comfortable going to live shows again. And I don't agree with that anymore. But at the time I did. And I ended up making a follow-up video about it. It was just like gotcha. kind of like in this weird in-between where it seemed like things with uh, COVID-19 were getting a little better. Yeah. And I was just making an argument. And mm. I knew that it was going to not be a popular take. Right. But I, I, you know, I put it out there and, you know, a lot of people, you know, came back at me that were, yeah. you know, with good points. Yeah. And, you know, I did more research and thought more about it, ended up changing my mind. But like I was, I put that thought out there fully willing to accept whatever came my way 
that right. was, you know, a blowback. Right. But I feel like sometimes people will put a controversial thing out there thinking that they're 100% right and like not willing to engage the conversation. I guess that's the ultimate point. Sorry for my rambling. No, you're good. You're good. What's the point of like putting, you could put whatever you want out there, but if you're going to put out a controversial thing onto social media, which is a platform for conversation, but you're not going to be willing to have the conversation. If somebody disagrees with you, why even bother? Like, why do you think that you're this be all, end all person it's like my opinion is right and i need to tell everybody about it it's like dude who the hell are you exactly. you could put opinions out there but be willing to have the conversation that's, that's all i'm saying that's twitter right there sure it's tweet different type of things and then all of a sudden it's like oh okay i, was, I don't even go on twitter anymore because like one don't understand it two it's just a bunch of random thoughts that people would just say some people are just like i don't even know why you're saying that click you know yeah. but i don't even think about like you were saying before i don't think about Saying something or two, I just okay. I don't, I don't if I don't like it, scroll. There's no point. Yeah, Twitter is weird for me. I never enjoyed the format. Um, yeah. you know, I like I have one and I share podcast links on it, and yeah. you know, it's very basic. Maybe every once in a while, I might think of a funny tweet that has to do with like Taco Bell or coffee or something, <laughs> but that's really about it. It's yeah. pretty pretty minimal um i follow some people that use twitter that are really good at twitter yeah. like they just have these funny dumb thoughts or whatever yeah and uh it's fun to watch yeah but uh it's just not for me and like i don't know if you've ever felt this way and i've talked about this on the podcast a lot of times before so apologies to anybody listening that has to hear me say this shit again but you know, with everything that I do, I run a lot of social media accounts. I have like three bands. I have the podcast. I have social media accounts Oof. for work. And, you know, there's Bless everybody you. has to have all of the different, you know, you, right. you can't just have one thing for each. You got to right. have five for each. And then, you know, I got like 40 something social media accounts yeah. and like every platform kind of caters to a different personality trait. Right. And it legitimately makes me feel like a schizophrenic person. Trying to figure out like, like, oh, like, how do I promote this with like through the lens of somebody on Instagram, which is like easy for me because I'm very visual. But, you know, how do I do that with Twitter? How do I do that on Facebook? How do I, you know, if I'm going to do an email blast or whatever, like everything has to be a little bit different. It can't just like a lot of people pay people to do that because the algorithm for each platform is weird. mm -hmm. So you have to like. I, I just do what I can and it's just ridiculous. Like I did one post on Instagram. I didn't even think it was all that, but hey, still viral. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't know how that you happened. See, but. That, that's the thing is a lot of people. So, okay. I'm going to say something. Please. If you're watching this, don't take this like super seriously, oh God. but I feel that, the algorithm and coronavirus have a lot in common. Like it exists, but it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> like, I don't think what? that the algorithm, the algorithm exists. Gotcha. Yeah. But I don't think that it is like this be all end all that everybody kind of, a lot of people kind of blame the algorithm a lot of times for like their posts not doing well. And right. it's like, sometimes what we're posting just isn't interesting. 
That's why sometimes you could post something that is simple and dumb, but it does really well. But it's because it's it's something that people connect with. Like if you're doing something that's too self-promoty, it's hard for people to connect with it. So they're not going to engage with it. Like people are seeing it. I don't think the algorithm's always blocking everybody's stuff. I just think that it's genuinely not posting engaging content versus, you know, blaming it all on, oh, my stuff's getting suppressed. It's like, no, your song just sucks. I'm sorry. Like, I love you, my friend. Yeah, but it's you. just maybe the song isn't good. Yeah. Or maybe the artwork that you have attached to the song isn't good. So people aren't clicking on it. Like dumb things like that. Like you got to really think about it because you have that split second to get somebody's attention. That's true. Right. And it can be really hard. I find that like music is such a hard thing to promote, especially when nobody knows who you are, because you can't just listen to. I mean, some artists, I guess you can listen to five seconds and you've heard it all. But yeah. a lot of artists, you can't like, yeah. you know, for somebody to really understand your story, they got to commit to like three, four minutes of time listening to your song right. to really get the full picture, to fully understand it. And maybe right. even they need more than one listen to really get it. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you're a visual artist, like you can have this beautiful painting and someone can look at it for 15 seconds and be like, oh, that's a great artist. But it's really hard for people to listen to just 15 seconds of a song and be like, Oh, that's a great musician. That makes a lot of sense. And even yeah. sometimes with like filmmaking and stuff too, like you could put together like a quick reel mm -hmm. and, you know, get a job, like get, get hired off of just like, you know, little five, 10 second clips of videos that are kind of put together. Yeah. You can't stitch together a bunch of like five, 10 second clips of songs and get a label deal or get somebody to like, it's a, it's so different because yeah. like music people really have to commit. And I find that like, I don't know. I don't think a lot of people think about that. My brain just goes off into some, some that makes things a lot of sense because people will stress about it when, and when the more you stress about it, the more you care about the less you care about the content. Cause you're worrying about, is it going to give you no views? Just throw it out there. Cause you're holding yourself back. Some people like this one person I know, like he has all these videos, but he doesn't upload them because he doesn't think they're going to go viral. Well, mm. guess what? Just throw it out there and see what happens, you know, because you never know one might hit. And then when one hits, now you know what is popular because you wouldn't know until you actually just did it. Yeah, I mean, you got to see what works. Like, right. it's like, <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, like, listen to yourself in this situation, right? It's like, you're telling yourself that you don't know what works because you don't know. Like, you, like you've no, he has no idea what works and what doesn't work. Mm -hmm. But he's convinced himself still that the right thing to do is to not upload it. Instead of just letting the public decide and letting them tell him what's going to work and what's not going to work. Right. But it's a really hard thing, I think, for some artists to over overcome that. Because I think that, like, the reason why every reasons why different artists get into doing things, it's going to be a little bit different for everyone. Right. Right. And I feel like for some reason, there's like a thing where, like, the numbers game really messes with a lot of artists. Right. Like some people don't want to make stuff just to make stuff. It's like if I'm not hitting numbers, then I'm not successful. Right. And I guess I get that to some degree, but like, I don't know. Like I started making music before YouTube. So numbers aren't a big deal to me. You know, uh, I got you. So like it, I never yeah. it, it was never a huge concern for me. Mm -hmm. You know, if something's going to blow up, it's going to blow up. You know what I mean? Like most things that go viral, I don't feel like you, you can't like plan it. 
I guess to some degree you can, but yeah. a lot of times things just happen. Apparently. Yeah, exactly. you know what I mean. Like Rebecca Black with that dumb Friday song. Hey, yeah, she went her. viral. Like it was yeah. like you know, like that was like the whole story of that was just kind of like this fun little like kind of like teeny bopper project thing and they yeah. just like you know put it up and then you know she woke up the next day and it had just like totally blown up yeah exactly nobody planned that yeah there was no <laughs> strategic marketing trying to make this go viral shit just happens yeah so i feel like the best thing that you could do is just be yourself yeah and release stuff right that's it because that's how it was back then before social media even existed people just sing sing outside of barbershops or like like the Jonas Brothers, I believe that's how they got found. They just got found in a barber shop, and then no one knew this was going to happen. And now look at them; they're they're freaking famous. You know, back in the day, like the Temptations, the Five Heartbeats, Jackson Five, all these a new edition. Like they didn't have all this, but now the game has changed. And then like people think like you have to have all this professional stuff when you don't. No. Like, even having a podcast, people think you have to pay for all this and that. You can have Anchor FM now and have a podcast for free. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's, like, so much things that are out there, but you just got to utilize it and not hold yourself back. Yeah. Because I, you don't yeah. have it. I feel that there are people that pay just a little bit too much attention to, like, like big, like, mainstream artists. They don't have any connection with underground artists. Right. So they, th it, the idea of doing something on an underground level doesn't exist to them. You know, they've never heard of an ICP or if they have, they don't understand it, how that band operated on a DIY level or other artists in that realm. You know, they're right. just thinking of the, the big stuff that they're seeing. So it's like, you know, there are artists like there are artists that aren't Takashi 69 that <laughs> are, you know, making a lot of money on YouTube that you've never heard of. Right. But and that are probably doing it on a much smaller scale. It may not be as much money, mm -hmm. but you can do it. And I think that looking at that sort of stuff too much, like with me and podcasts, you know, like I don't listen to any really underground podcasts, to be honest. Like all the podcasts that I listen to the most are pretty much like the top tier bullshit. Like everybody listens to these podcasts, millions of downloads. So it's really easy for me sometimes to be like, oh, like my podcast isn't doing good because, you know, this video only has like a thousand hits on it. But that's a lot of fucking things, especially like if we scale it back to like, well, who am I and what it, where do I exist? You know, I am not on this level of like, I'm not talking to super famous people and like getting millions of hits. That's, that's true. But mm -hmm. I'm talking with local musicians yeah. in the area here and, you know, filmmakers and things like that. And it's like, okay, you know, if I do a podcast with Inez, you know, and it gets, you know, three, 4,000 hits, that's a lot. I think <laughs> considering like, <laughs> How often, you know, are we playing shows to those many people? Right. And some people don't even get that much. So, yeah. you know. So, it, it, but it's easy for me to think that it's nothing because I'm always looking at stuff that is like millions of hits. Right. Because I'm, the stuff that I'm seeing, I'm seeing what they're getting. And it's like, oh, this podcast has been up for an hour and it already has more downloads than every single episode that I've ever done. <laughs> you know, like that sort of stuff. But right. you got to put yourself back into 
where you are. And I think it's easier sometimes for maybe punk bands or rock bands because like there's kind of a glamour to that DIY, that underground, that griminess, like, you know, right. struggling, working your way to the top. Right. There is no glamour in terms of like hip hop or the world of pop. It's like if you're not at the top, you're nothing. And I find that that mentality is really hard for a lot of people in that world. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It's a shame because there's a lot of hip hop artists these days or uh, musicians in general. Like they're really amazing musicians, but they don't get that much exposure because they're trying to put themselves up to this high of a level. Just slow down, man. You're going you're gonna to work yourself up there. And you don't even have to be that image to be popular. And that's we're going to say. He got, he, he got into a Christian label and now he's respected by both the Christian and the mainstream, which is rare. That never happens. Sure. It could be hard. Well, yeah. Like he's like, he's so relatable because, and he might be a Christian rapper and talk about very emotional stuff, but it's relatable and he doesn't make the Christian Christianity or religious background in his, on, under his label, stop him. He says what he has to say and that's it. He tells you how it is and that's it. Cause he believes in what he believes and other people believe in what he believes. Cause he's just being himself. Yeah. You know, I think that, you know, there's one thing that's really cool about hip hop on the flip that maybe isn't as strong of a thing in maybe rock genres and music is like um, how much authenticity is valued. I feel like in like punk and rock music and metal music, authenticity isn't valued as much as it is in hip hop culture. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's a lot more um, people really look for an individual and like they really if something's fake, people will call it out in hip hop really quick. But you could be like a metal band that sounds exactly like another metal band and like it's fine. Like people don't care. Or you can have like a logo that looks out. exactly like another band's logo. Right. Like you can they all it's a very incestuous sort of culture. Everybody's kind of always ripping off each other and right. it's it's welcomed and encouraged. and It's like paying homage and it's cool. But if you do that in hip hop, people are like, oh, like. That's whack. People right. really encourage authenticity. And I think a problem that some artists have is if they are trying to, you know, like, oh, like, I really look up to Post Malone. I want to do Post Malone numbers, so I'm going to make music like Post Malone, and I'm going to do stuff like Post Malone. It's mm -hmm. like, if people want to listen to Post Malone, they're going to listen to Post Malone. Mm -hmm. They're going to see you and be like, I don't. I don't fucking want to hear this. I'm listening exactly. to the Post Malone. Right. And what those people are missing is, you know, the important thing, which is be yourself. But yeah. also there's a lot of people that are that aren't looking at that top shelf. Right. A lot of people that are constantly looking for new music in the middle. You know right. what I mean? That are looking for you in who you are as an original person. Right. But if you're constantly trying to like climb onto that shelf to be up with Post Malone, right. they're not gonna see you. Right. And the people that are looking for Post Malone are also just not going to see you. So you're in this weird in-between of nobody giving a shit about what you're doing. Right. So you could actually scale it back. And while you may not be hitting Post Malone numbers, mm -hmm. you're still probably going to be doing better than you were trying to be a Post Malone. And then also the, where people mess up is that if you copy that trend, okay, but what if that trend dies? Yeah. You just ended your career. You know what I'm saying? And that's one mistake. People need to understand originality is the most important part. If you got everyone's influenced by somebody. If you got influence, okay, but don't be the exact copy. Make it your own. Yeah, you have to you have to try to make your own wave. Right. 
Um, it can influence everybody's, like you said, everybody's influenced by something. Right. But if you don't have your own wave, you're really playing a dangerous game because, right. like, like you said, like, I don't know. Like, if you don't have your own wave, then I guess you don't have much to say. So if you don't have much to say, how long do you think you're going to be able to keep up this facade? Exactly. Because you're because there's like, OK, but Post Malone already said something like that. So what do you got to give? You sound exactly like him. What's the difference? I don't want to listen to you anymore. So I want to go to the original because he's still spending on music that are totally different. Mm -hmm. What do you got to say? You know, the interesting thing, too, with hip hop culture now is how everything is so like single based. So it doesn't take as much work, I think, in some regards to I mean, like, I feel like anybody with enough time and a little bit of money can put to get they can get a good beat. They can get something that re recorded really well. They can write one song. Most people could probably write one song if they yeah. try. Yeah. They can get a really good video shot for it. Right. And like they it can look great. Right. But then how, following up with that, keeping up with it. I think right. a lot of people don't anticipate how much work goes into it how much planning goes into what everybody's doing you know right. what i mean like even when i see artists that are like only dropping singles it can seem like oh they're not doing much they're just you know just they put out one song what's the big deal it's like well they probably filmed that thing like six months ago and they probably have another four or five in the chamber they're just constantly it's a lot of work yeah actually doing the single thing instead of like oh like well i'm gonna record an album We'll shoot a video or two, and then we're going to push all that together. Right. Now it's like every single music video that you put out or every single song, mm -hmm. you have that effort behind every single one. And if you're doing it every month or every other week or whatever, it's like you're promoting a new album. You're putting that, that same energy in. Yeah. And it's that's a ton of fucking work. Right. People don't understand how trending songs, like it takes a lot of work to make those hits. You know, sometimes you make a hit and it's not going to be trending as much as, as much as you thought it was going to be so yeah i give props to people that can make a bunch of hours like i think lps are cool but i remember a long time ago a friend of mine was saying like he thinks all artists should do eps because it's just a little bit because now singles are, are a big thing right now so it's like just do as little as much as possible and as you do eps you can make albums upon albums real quick because it's just like three or four songs in one album. yeah you know what i'm saying yeah i'm I mean, I've already I've already talked about this once. I'm old. I come from an era of the album. So I yeah. love the idea of albums. I love an artist that can release an album. And I love being able to sit down and listen to the whole thing. You get this whole story. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. You know, getting like a, a new hour of content from an artist that you love. Or maybe somebody that you've never heard of before. Yeah. You know, like it really rubs me the wrong way sometimes because i'll find out about artists and i'm like oh shit you know that song fucking rules and i'll go on spotify and i'm like it's their <laughs> only song or there's like two others you know and i'm like fuck like I, I i want more yeah but not everybody listens to music the way that i listen to music most people can only they're only listening to 10 15 minutes 20 minutes at a time so if you are giving them an hour of content you know you're gonna have a whole chunk of an album that yeah. nobody has really listened to. Yeah. So you're, you are better off just releasing it in chunks. So at least you're giving people the opportunity right. to hear everything that you're doing. Right. Plus people's patience is slow down too. Thanks to TikTok. I blame TikTok. Cause like, yeah, so much little time frame 
to shoot something. So now everyone's listening to other things like everything's got to be quick. So, okay, you don't grab my attention. Swipe. Swipe right. Go into something else. Swipe right. Don't like you. Yeah. So. Yeah. Or just uh, swipe left. I don't know which one it is. Yeah. I feel like TikTok, I'm not a fan of it. I, I understand why it works. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to bash anybody that uses TikTok. Yeah. But for me, I feel like, have you ever like eaten something that's too hot and it like burns your palate and yeah. like you just can't taste anything anymore? Yeah. I feel like TikTok burns people's like palate in terms of consuming art. Right. It just like they don't understand how to process things anymore because it's like they don't right. take the time to appreciate anything. It's like you just become numb. Right. And like I worry about people that use it all the time. It's like how the fuck do you give a shit about anything? If like all you want to do is just consume content that quick, that much. Why does any, why do, why do you need to consume that much of anything? Right. All like, it's like, you know, art shouldn't be like an all you can eat buffet. And I guess that's maybe a problem with like putting art on social media in general. I feel like, you know, this not to be like pretentious, but it should be served like a proper meal. No, I'm hungry. But nobody... But people don't want to eat like that, I guess. People don't want to consume art like that now. Right. You know, they, I don't know. This is at the potential risk of me making myself even more sound like older and complaining about kids <laughs> and the social media. It's just not for me. It's not for me. And who am I to say that like the enjoyment that I got out of listening to albums, yeah. like kids that are now consuming shit through TikTok or whatever, mm-hmm. they may have the same level of passion and enjoyment just that I had. It's just different. Yeah. It's not for me. I just kind of got to step back, but yeah. I am not making a TikTok page anytime soon. Yeah. I tried on that. It and I'm not, I'm, I, I don't know. It's just not my thing. But it's cool though. It's yeah. Cool. I mean, going back and talking about how different social media accounts have different parts of your brain you have to use like you become a schizophrenic person like that personality type for me just does not exist i cannot just come up with little quick videos Mm -hmm. and just post them you know like it takes i was telling i was talking with somebody about this yesterday about how i I have a friend shout outs to heather who would never fucking watch this because it's longer than 15 seconds um she has a tiktok and she's doing really well on tiktok yeah um cool and uh she keeps trying to get me to make a TikTok page. And it's just like, you know, it takes the amount of time it would take me to film something and edit it to a minute. It, it actually, it, it would be quicker for me to like film and edit something that was like 10 minutes. Cause like trying to like edit something down to a minute yeah. and have it be a cohesive thing. Right. It's so hard. And it's just not the way that my brain works. Like right. if you can do that and people, I mean, I've done like minute videos before and yeah. like that whole thing. Uh, and it's fun. But it's like not genuinely what I want to do. So right. I'm just not going to do it. Right. So, yeah. I mean, it sucks because maybe there is a potential fan base out there that I could capture. But if I'm capturing a fan base that likes me for doing something that I only half want to do, is it worth yeah, it? Yeah, it's worth it. Yeah, exactly. Because after a while, it's like you don't want to do it one day. And then it's like you lose your audience. But it's just like, then what if that's your main audience and you messed up? Yeah. So... I understand what you're saying though, because I like for me it's the same thing for like Twitter or Snapchat. Like I try to get on Snapchat, but it's just like, you know, I'm just not really into it. But it's it's hot right now, so it's like you you gotta give it a try. Or TikTok, I tried. It's entertaining what they do on TikTok though, but it's just like you want. Yeah, no, yeah. Ridiculous. I mean, I've I've watched uh, my uh, watched Stacy uh, 
go through TikTok and she's shown me some stuff and there's a lot of funny stuff. There's funny, funny pet stuff, funny dance stuff, mm-hmm. cute couples doing things like people <laughs> are some people are really good yeah. at like creating content for it that I do think is enjoyable. Yeah. But it's just not for me. Right. And I still think that like being on that too much yeah. is just like, whoa, like it's like, yeah. have you ever watched um, there was a show I think it was on it was maybe it was Adult Swim it was called Wonder Showsen back in the day no it was very like tim and eric do you ever watch tim and eric, tim and eric. you know like okay have you ever watched like a lot of tim and eric i like, wasn't a fan huh i wasn't a fan okay <laughs> well i mean it's just like there's something when you watch content like that if you watch a lot of it mm-hmm. like your brain starts to feel like mush right because like uh. how like like everything's all like weird and shot funny and drastically different like you know like it's just like you watch a lot of it and you start to just feel like, whoa, like this I feel like much. drunk or something, but I'm just <laughs> watching something. I feel like TikTok does the same thing to my brain, but in yeah. a much quicker time frame. Like because like it's you're just going through so much and all of a sudden I'm like, too. what is what is happening? Like yeah. I just. I don't know. I guess I'm too old. Like my know. brain can't keep up. Yeah, like I, I, remember like uh, Vine was a popular thing. Too. Yeah, yeah. That's basically what TikTok is, another type of Vine, you know. But yeah, social media is crazy. You know, I miss the whole like how it is like in person, talk to one another. Now it's just like it's so awkward now because everyone like is on their phones. That's all you see when people walk walk around in this in the city. Boop, boop. Oh, this this dude. The one the one last thing that I because uh, I wanna I wanna wrap this up. Okay. shortly here yeah but i want to tie a no, tie tie a bow on this to get a little bit more film talk but i have a, a really good segue in terms of film and social media okay so when you're filming stuff yeah does it bother you to some degree knowing that a lot of the stuff that you're filming people aren't gonna watch on a screen much bigger than like this no it doesn't? No. Um, cause I kind of grew up in that realm where mm. you watching on social media, like the one thing that's really getting me, what used to get me was now even music videos, they're shot like this. Because oh, yeah, of yeah, yeah. stories. Uh-huh. And now like I saw this one music video from Sam Smith. It was on his on his Instagram, it was shot all like this. And I was like, you know what? Why do you get into this? And it's just like then I started to appreciate it because it shows that you have a skill because if you're able to grab the audience at this time frame compared to this, because this is easy, but when you can do it like this in a portrait mode <laughs> and grab their attention, that's a lot of talent because a lot of people are so used to the wide frame. But then you, but when you crop it down, it's like people are still not, are still getting used to that, you know. And it takes a lot of talent to still have the viewers' eyes, viewers' attention when they can't see everything, but you're still able to grab their attention to that little little rectangle. Mm-hmm. portrait so it did at first but now i started to appreciate it because it shows that you don't hold yourself back it makes you push yourself instead of like stick to the old ways because you have to keep on you have to keep uh improving yeah like some people are saying like uh, let's just shoot everything in 1080 because 4k no one's shooting in 4k well but- that's that's the thing that i think is funny because like you know like there's what like is it either i think sony just put out a camera it's shooting in 8k that's canon 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 and like me and my buddy were talking about this where it's like like that's dope yeah. but like who is look, who's exactly. gonna watch right. that 
even a new Samsung phone, like it shoots an AK now. Yeah. S20 Ultra or whatever. Okay. It shoots an AK and it's like, that's cool. But why do you want 8K on your phone, man? Like <laughs> yeah. 8K, like, are you shooting a, if you're shooting a film, okay, cool. You, you don't have to use a camera anymore. But really, 8K on a phone, that's too much. 4K is maybe it, Maybe he was talking, fuck, I forget. Maybe he was then, I think we were talking about that. And then something with, I think Sony, maybe a new camera that they're putting out has like a really low megapixel on it. Like lower than what is like the standard. Like maybe like the highest megapixel on it's like 12 or 18 or something like it's, it's low but like something with like the sensors that are in it like oh, it's still like rate? a really good quality camera i don't know enough about this stuff sounds to, like bit rate, yeah. yeah yeah not sure but yeah. uh apparently like with this camera from what he was saying like on paper it seems like it's not as good but it's because a lot of that stuff doesn't necessarily matter it's like what you can do with it right like the new sony a7s3 that just came out it shoots in 4k Shoots in raw, shoots in 120 and 4K, and it has a flip out screen that flips to the side, and everyone's like, ah, and it doesn't like overheat, and people are like, holy crap, over three grand for just the body, not lens, just yeah. the body, and people are like flipping out. I'm like, I want that, and that sounds cool, but I still want the Black Magic because mm. it has beautiful quality, and it's 100, 12 grand, 1200 $1, dollars. Yeah. Whereas that camera is like over 3,000. Like, what do you edit in? DaVinci Resolve. Okay. Yeah. yeah that's I, what I, made me think about it because yeah. I know that that's, uh, isn't, aren't those tied? Black, yeah. yeah. Black okay. Magic, Black Magic's uh, editing program is DaVinci Resolve yeah. and their cameras are Black Magic. And mm -hmm. like, I'm into the Black Magic Pocket Cinema. I don't know nothing. I don't know nothing. I know a little bit. <laughs> Feeling good. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. I, uh, I edit in Premiere. Um, yeah. I tried downloading DaVinci Resolve just to check it out. Yeah. So I heard like it, like the color grading is yeah. supposed to be like the bomb. Yeah. But also like all I really do is this podcast. So I'm kind of like, I don't yeah, know if I need to, I'm not that, yeah. not super sweating it. Yeah. That's the other thing that made me think about asking you that question too, yeah. in terms of like the quality. Cause like sometimes I'm like looking at things and I'm like, Oh, you know, like that image quality isn't as sharp as it should be, but it's like, nobody's ever going to even probably watch it on a screen. That's even exactly. this big, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like sweat over these dumb details that are like, right. But it's because I'm passionate. Exactly. But nine times out of tens. Yeah. You don't have to worry about as much, but I still say like, for example, uh, Marcus Brown, he's a YouTuber. He uses a 10 K red camera shoes, YouTube videos. Now, here's the reason why. Here's the reason why. Now, he does that because, of course, high resolution. But then again, also, when you upload to YouTube, YouTube has a habit of compressing. So it makes the quality go down. So he shoots it in 10K so that the quality looks still good, both on the camp, both on the phones yeah. and the computer. So I was like, that makes sense. But that's, that's still a little bit much. You know what I'm saying? But still, I think it's I, pretty cool. I guess if you have the means, go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well... With all that being said, before we completely wrap this one up, let's pull up uh, the website again real quick. Tell people a little bit about, you know, what you do, where they can find you, all that stuff. All right, guys. Uh, uh, which camera? I don't know which one to look at. But you yeah, look at that one. Hi, I'm Fernando <laughs> De La Cruz and hit me up on Fernando De La Cruz Films. I'd shoot music videos, short films, documentaries, promos. And recaps for it used to be for bands, but you know what's happening in COVID-19 now. But you know, film is my passion, man. I love film so much. And you can follow if you want to hook up with me and you want to do some videos together. Let's go, man. Let's play. I'm the best in the game. Nah, I'm not going to brag about myself, but like, 
I just really love it. And if you want to work with me, I would totally appreciate it, man. You can follow me on Facebook, my website, Fernando Cruz Films, on Twitter, you know, I'm barely on it. Uh, you can follow <laughs> me on Instagram. So the biggest one right now is Facebook, website, YouTube. Follow me on YouTube. Follow me on YouTube and Instagram. Did I say that twice? I think I said that twice. Yeah, that's all good. <laughs> gotta drive gotta drive the point home. <laughs> and with all that being said, thank you for taking the time to yeah. come by today. I know you had a busy day. I appreciate it. Yeah. And uh yeah, I'm looking forward to getting this out. It was good chatting. Yeah, and uh, I think I'm gonna do my outro. Okay. So what do I gotta do to do the outro? I gotta push this button and talk. See ya. And that is all, folks. Thanks so much for being here. Fernando, I really appreciate you being here, dude. I'll be you. back again in a couple days next week. Uh, yeah, next week. I'll be back next week with another episode. Same time, same place, same channel. You know the drill. My name is Sykes. Start the beat 2020. Woo, woo. Thanks for listening. And we're done. That's a podcast. <laughs> cool. Oh, that was fun. All right. Yeah, yeah.